Welcome to Brews Rock. We're Chuck Mountain, a band nestled in the beautiful beer country of North Carolina. Each week, we pick brewers' minds about their brewing philosophy and pick up tricks to bring new life to your home brew. We played at countless breweries and decided it was about time to learn how to craft our own. This week's episode, we headed on down to Little Brother Bruin here in Greensboro, North Carolina. This week's a special week. Not only did we get to talk about the brewing process, but we also got to play a hand in it. We sat down with their brewer, Mike, and had a chat about competitive brewing circuits and different types of beer guilds. No news is good news in the beer circuit, as we learned it can take some time to hear the results from competitions. Caught up on the latest Jonathan gossip. And found out the joys of recording next to a train track a time or two. I'm Mike Fodorelli, the head brewer at Little Brother Brewing. I've been brewing about five plus years now, about a year and a half at Little Brother. For this beer we're doing with Chug Mountain called Fool's Journey Hazy Pale Ale. We use a lot of Epiphany Vienna malt, use some Epiphany Red Wheat, uh, use some flaked oats, use some malted oat, a tiny bit of Golden Promise. And then we are using Idaho 7 hops and New Zealand Pacific Sunrise hops for this beer. So try to be in the 30 IBU range, pick up some delicious notes from the hops, trying to be a more chloride forward beer, bring out some of that good mouthfeel in a hazy pale ale. I'm trying to enter it in World Beer Comp, get it around 5.4%, the higher end of that hazy pale ale category, and uh, see what it can do. So first, just like to start out and figure out how you got into brewing. I uh, got into brewing, honestly, my parents bought me like a homebrew kit from Mr. Beer back when I was of age. So that kind of started it all. I just made like, I don't know, one of their basic pale ales, came in like a can, added some like yeast you spray with like a little spray packet, looks like a salt shaker, and made that. And then a couple years passed and my wife ended up getting me like a homebrew kit gift card to Big Dan's, which is in, was in town. Oh yeah, I remember Big Dan's. Yeah, he had 11-11, great brewer, oh, fantastic yeah. spot, yeah. It, I mean, it's just a weird area where he was. Yeah, yeah, right over there by the Coliseum, but- um, We know that place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Playboy, really. Yeah, oh no, it was <laughs> all right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just weird for a business there, especially like Steel Hands yeah, right yeah, now, yeah. that trains go by more than they do here. Yeah, here, yeah, it's tough. It makes it a little difficult, but most knowledgeable like brewer right out there. Helped me get started, bought the 10 gallon pot and just kind of made a couple batches with that. And then found out there's like a competitive side to like brewing where you can like enter competitions and do that whole thing. So joined like the local Battleground Brewers Guild, it's called here in Greensboro. So the homebrew group went to a couple meetings and pretty much just started tasting beer with them. And we had a couple like BJCP, like master judges. So people would bring in beer. Some of them would be fantastic. Some would be ones you could use as examples for, you know, an off flavor here or there and trying to get an understanding of what's diacetyl taste like, what's this taste like. So that really helped educate me a little bit more in the beer world. So and was then, it the uh, the competition side of it that yeah, brought you yeah, into I'm it more? So I was previously a collegiate lacrosse coach for 12 years. 
played college lacrosse growing up. Well, played lacrosse growing up, grew up on the East Shore of Maryland. So it's kind of like everyone says crab cakes and football, but really it's probably crab cakes and lacrosse. Lacrosse, yeah. Uh -huh. So that's why you like Jonathan too, right? Yeah, so I found out Jonathan played lacrosse <laughs> in high school and everything. And he looks like a lacrosse I recruited, kid. A, I think I played with some guys he played with in high school and college and then recruited all over this area. So got to know that and then coached here in Greensboro College and University of Mount Olive. Yeah, because we talked about that last time yeah. too. We both were yep. involved in Greensboro College some way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. <laughs> Maryland. And Maryland too, yeah. 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 It's crazy. But really, that kind of drew me in a little bit more yeah. competitive. So, like, first time I entered a beer, like, the pale ale got second in a competition. It's like, oh, crap, that's pretty cool. Like, I didn't know what to expect. And then just kind of got that itch to keep making beers and making them better. And So when you enter a beer into a beer competition, like, how do they judge it? Is it judged on, like, multiple categories? Like, yes. is it, like, color, so, taste? I think it's, you're putting me on spot. I think it's, like, appearance, mouthfeel, flavor, overall and there might be one other one I'm not thinking off the top of my head. So there's like five categories and they give certain points to different categories. Like I think the first one's like five points and then like mouthfeel or something's three, three points or appearance or something. And then like flavors like 10 or 15 and then overall is like 10 and then whatever the other one is like five or 10 and then it accumulates to 50 points. And then based on where you score, you know, if you're between 50 and 45, it's like excellent example or world-class example of this beer. 44 to 40 is like usually excellent example, like 40 to 35 is good or great. And it kind of just goes from there. And that's the similar method they use for like competitive professional brewing too. So okay. there's different ones you can enter based on, they score off of the points you get. Like it could be out of 100, it could be out of 50, it could be out of whatever, and then they can award it. If your beer is a 49 or 50, you'll probably get like a gold for that category. But then there's the ones like World Beer Cup, Great American Beer Fest, US Open, other ones where it's like you submit an entry and then, you know, sometimes there's 50, sometimes there's 250, sometimes there's 300, depending on how many in that category. And then they only award first, second, or third. So gold, silver, bronze. So it's just dependent on what competition and yeah. what. But usually the style guidelines are pretty much relatively the same. Some skew off of different guidelines, but they're all around about. I would want to enter the mouthfeel. Yeah, 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 yeah right, <laughs> Strike right. mouthfeel. Right, well, some styles you want to have more carbonation, like, yeah. like a Hefeweizen or something, and then some you want to have a little bit less, so kind of like a stout. Yeah. You want to be in a lower carb. Like, yeah, you know, too carbonated or not carbonated enough. Well, my mind immediately went to heavy jams. Oh, heavy jams. Yeah. It's, that's a barrel culture. Barrel, barrel culture? culture, is that one of those like, like thick, crazy thick, thick ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. we've poured them into glasses oh, and yeah. it looks like, like peanut butter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like yeah, you you're losing appearance like every time. Flopping it and it looks like a... Yeah. But they're delicious. Yeah. Oh yeah, fantastic beers. Yeah, you can make some pretty wild stuff out there. It's that ice cream. Everyone's yeah, trying to yeah, put like ice cream smoothie, in. Yeah, ice cream. Like some of them are like glittery. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That's you what get, you gotta get in there. You can go down way. a lot of wormholes with beer, for sure. The edible glitter route. Yeah, you can do that. You can do that. So how did you come about coming to Little Brother? So pandemic came and when I was coaching at Greensboro, things got a little different for higher ed. Oh, yeah. So you start looking around thinking what could be an option. And honestly, I brewed a beer with Steven, who was the head brewer here with the Homebrewer Spotlight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Homebrewer Spotlight series like two or three years prior. Oh, so and you were here for a Homebrewer Spotlight? Yeah, you were so one of the spotlights? Yeah, you bring in your beer, they taste yeah. it, and they're like, oh, this is great, let's make it. Like, okay, cool. And then you work with him to make the recipe, and then you come in and help him brew that day. So yeah. I got to do that, so I kind of created that relationship with yeah. him. And then they had an opening for an assistant. So I applied Jumped to see what on could it, happen. Yeah. And he gave me a call. He's like, hey, man, you want 
want to come make a beer and make that your application kind of thing? I was like, sure. So <laughs> made a beer, got halfway through the day. We just sat down and started talking about logistics and seeing if it worked. And I was like, look, you know, give me the weekend. Let me go. It's like my daughter's birthday. We went away to Gatlinburg that weekend. I had a couple other Gatlinburg. Yeah, yeah, for (laughs) sure. We're fans of the Gatlinburg. It was a good time. Did you go to Crockett's Breakfast Station? Uh, I don't think we did that. You need to do it because we'll never go anywhere else for breakfast. That's all that Gatlinburg is about, man. Yeah, oh no, we went down. It's a giant skillet. What's what's the main street on Gatlinburg? What's it called? Whatever that's called. It's crazy. We wandered all over that place. Don't know any of the street names. We went to the moonshine, like had the moonshine tastings, and we did the Sky Bridge. And all that, but uh, <laughs> we didn't do anything. Like we went to a haunted house, like because like we were supposed to play in Nashville, or we were playing in Nashville, and we were going to camp halfway. Like we like camping at the Tennessee and North Carolina Camp- line. Okay. And it was raining like crazy. And so we were like, I guess let's see what Gatlinburg's all about. And it was Easter Sunday. Like so oh. we we got uh, like a super cheap room because no one's there right. for Easter. Yeah. And then we just. Ate some uh, candies yep. and walk around. <laughs> yeah, around. Yes, yes. <laughs> Went to a haunted house and then started kicking it. And we're like, yeah, this well, is what I bet I'm that about. can make things interesting. <laughs> they realize they don't like the way I deal with haunted houses. Yeah, no. yeah, I, yeah, I know. See, he's like, I very... antagonize the actors. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got you. He's a competitive guy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. That's funny. We got to have a train break. Train Cheers, break. y'all. Train break. Train break. Cheers to the train break. Choo <laughs> choo. The magic of recording live places. Yeah, I like it though. It's fun. Yeah, it's like having a conversation. So back to little brother. How long were you home brewing before you became a professional beer? Uh, I'd say roughly three, three, four years. So like I said, I went down the rabbit hole of the competitive scene, got beer to like the national homebrew competition and the whole thing. And our Brewers Guild won like the homebrew club of the year for the, one of the years that we were in it, and then. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the assistant spot opened up, applied, got the job, worked from June to February, uh, was able to get the opportunity to take over and just kind of ran with it from there. Yeah. And then I just had a question. Well, I have a question. Same as So is this something you wanted to do? Like going back, like when you started home brewing, did you want to be a brewer or was it just kind of more of a passion that turned into a career? Honestly, it kind of like whenever I went on vacation and you travel all over, like you all, you book gigs and you go all over the country. So, you know, you're in the local town or city, you're gonna venture out. And one of the spots I liked going to was the local breweries and food. So I love food and I love beer. So yeah, <laughs> that too. was fun. And then I got into brewing brewing the beer and I started to realize like, oh, that's pretty cool. I like this and not too bad at it. And then there was an opportunity to make that a job. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And, but every home brewer, I think at some point along their path, it's like, I'm going to open a brewery. Everyone, we, you don't know what goes into it, right? We've never brewed a beer, yeah. but we're oh, like, we're, we're, we're going to open, open one right now. We're gonna, you know, if you're going to make a dime, or lose yeah. your house. But I'm going to open a brewery. Yeah. So at least we'll have beer. Like, like, <laughs> we'll be happy. We got a tank full of beer. Yeah. We're oh, happy. Yeah, yeah. Like every other person in home brewing, you're like, yeah, I'm going to start a brewery. So, you know, you start going down that path. It's like, well, I should probably get some experience if I ever want to do something like that. And then yeah. experience came. I'm excited. So. And the beer is great. Yeah, cool. Thank you. Appreciate yeah, that. How long? So, how long have you been here since like what? Twenty twenty two. Yeah, June of last 21. year, I think. Because I think this will. I've been here for over a year. So yeah, I learned a lot from Stephen, the old head. He had the opportunity to go out to Denver and do some stuff out there. So why not? You know, he taught me everything. Not everything. He taught me a lot. Grateful for that. But yeah. Well, you were talking about Brewers Guild. I just stumbled on the North Carolina Brewers, Brewers Guild. Guild. Yeah. 
Is that what you're talking about? So that is the professional craft brewers guild for North oh, Carolina. Okay. So this battleground brewers guild is just the home brewers club. So there's different ones like hops is in high point. Like everyone has work is in Winston-Salem. So it's like a play on a beer acronym or synonym and you kind of play off of that. But North Carolina Brewers Guild is a professional craft guild that we all are in in North Carolina. Okay. Uh, most of us. And then. So it's like smaller guilds in a bigger guild. Yeah. So I'm thinking different of like states World of have different. I don't know if they're all called. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't know if they're all called guilds or societies or, you know, there's some kind of term. Yeah. But usually each state has a support system for the state, right? Like Ohio has a thing, Colorado and California. And so each state has different laws and different things. And it's kind of where you go to help out with things like that. And then we have like our North Carolina Brewers Cup and we have our North Carolina like Craft Brewers Conference. I'm sure other states have similar things. Oh yeah. And then we have the Craft Brewers Conference, which was the National Brewers Conference. So that pivots where it's located. So a couple of years ago it was in Denver because of COVID, it combined with the World Beer Cup or Great American Beer Fest. And then last year, Craft Brewers Conference was in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And Great American Beer Fest is always in Denver. So like those are two of the larger beer comps. And then the conference is where you go to learn about new yeast, new whatever's new in the brewing world. New yeast. New everything, man. right? Everything. Yeah, new yeah. yeast, exciting yeah. stuff. Crazy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's where you go to pretty much learn anything you could about beer is where the Craft Brewers Conference comes in handy. It's got for taproom managers, it's got for general managers, it's got for sales, it's got for beer. So it's yeah. it's pretty cool. I mean, the best of the best brewers are out there, right? Like the biggest breweries in the world. And it's pretty, pretty cool scene. Of yeah. Just conferences and things like that. I love going to conferences. Like it's my favorite, like any kind of conference. Right. I might not get a lot out of it, but it's just like, if there's an excitement around yeah. it and it yeah. kind of like breeds new passion into things you might be getting less passionate about. Right. You know? Yeah, for or sure. Like, things stuck, like it yeah. might be like a breakthrough moment. Right, like if you just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. But yeah, no, they're always coming out with something new, like, whether it's a new hop or like I said, a new new yeast or a new technology to change things up, like a thiol enhanced or a powder or something, extract or something in the brewing world. Edible glitter. Yeah, yeah edible, edible glitter. glitter. <laughs> <laughs> the, real the best things. ice cream yeah, put yeah, in yeah, your beers. Yeah, yep, yep. So yeah. I think the edible glitter came from a different profession. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just it adopted it. Definitely it definitely yes, did. <laughs> Usually get in trouble for that kind of thing. There's no craft beer in those no, places. Like, no, honey, I was at the local brewery. Yeah, you, know, you got this glitter, it's crazy. Well, speaking of things that change, let's talk about some of the beers here. Yep, so for sure. What is your favorite beer that you have on tap right now? Tap right now, uh, Pleasing Gene. I'm really liking the German Pills. It's nice, light, crisp, easy drinking beer. I mean, you drink a lot of beer in the beer industry and usually the one you'll reach for after drinking a lot is you know pills, something light, mm -hmm. something nice and easy. But um, Heiser what's, Hayes, is what's a the good name? One. Do you have like a thing? So pleasing Gene, one of the owners, uh, dad's friends with a gentleman named Gene, one of the please Gene. Yeah, I know you guys had the like a <laughs> McGee, so pleasing Gene, baby. You had like the Vecna's curse. Vecna's curse, yeah. So that was so, the hazy yeah. we did because you know uh, Stranger Things was coming out. It was a big time to play on that one. So I didn't know if there was other things up there that you know. Uh, had a story behind the name. It could be like yeah, a Bob's Burger right? I mean, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, now I realize where your brain's going right. on. Wait Christmas, because Christmas, it's a white wit beer. Uh, it's a home brewer spotlight we did with a gentleman named Chris Riley. And then honestly, we turned through beers pretty quick, kind of 
like to change it up, put new stuff out there. We have a couple of flagships we're starting to introduce, like cooler stickers, our hazy IPA. Yep. How we keep that one around. Do you guys still do the Monday Mound beer? Uh, we haven't done the Monday Mound in a bit. We haven't done the Monday Mound in a bit. We did because we used to have the band that would come yep. in and play. We would do that. Civil Rest, that's one we keep on rotation. Ministry of Truth, our pale ales, starting to find its way in that flagship world. Pleasing Gene. And then we're kind of trying to figure out what the other things are with looking to expand a little bit here as a company and trying to find what we want to get out there on the market. But no, we, I like to experiment and do different beer styles, try, get inspiration from different things. I like to do collabs. Like if Jim's Thin Mint Stout, we did a collab with Spring Garden Bakery. We made it vegan. So we put like it's vegan, good. It's yeah, fantastic. vegan peppermint brownies in the mash and did that whole thing. So good gods, just a fun. Yeah, Sweet that one, and one. then the, don't you have a, uh, a dreamsicle one? So yeah, I would see local, not... we did a creamsicle, so that was just a sour that we've had on tap for a while, we did a big batch of that. Yeah. I know, <laughs> I mean, y'all sours are really good. Cool, yeah. thanks, thanks. No. No one They're not too the crazy, place. and they yeah, like... Yeah, not over the top, right? I think the last time I played here during Folk Fest, mm -hmm. I was drinking those, and I think I probably had like six or seven of them. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I was like, maybe I should stop drinking these. Go down that path for sure. Yeah, well, I don't need tums when I'm done with your salad. Yeah, which is nice. right. No, there's a I lot need going tums on. with any beer, man. I'm getting that. <laughs> getting that like, oh yeah, a day after for sure. It's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just eat tums. Yeah. I know. <laughs> my grandpa, he it's was my morning vitamin. My grandpa was an OBGYN. Oh, okay. he's a doctor. Uh -huh, he's a doctor. Uh -huh. yep, yep. But I would fish it with him in Canada one time. And we're sitting in the boat and he just like keeps eating things. I'm like, what are those? And he was like, oh, they're Tums. I was like, isn't that medicine? He was like, no, nah, it's just pretty much like eating calcium. So like, you can just eat as many as you want. Well, yeah, okay. But he so always had jolk? kidney stones. And I'm oh, like, weird. maybe that's <laughs> where it's <laughs> coming from. Besides that one. <laughs> yeah. Those Tums, man. <laughs> so being in the brewing world, you go to all these different festivals and competitions. Like, what's your favorite part of brewing in general? What really just kind of gives you that passion? Uh, the part I like is when I make a beer and I see, you know, people at the bar and they look to their friend and they go, man, this is really good. That's the part I really like, seeing people really enjoy, like, the fruits of my labor in some sense. Like, I made that and then people are really enjoying it. So that's awesome. Other things, just brewing world's pretty, like, close-knit. So you can pretty much go to anybody and... You know, hey, you know, what did you do to this? Or you guys want to collab on this or that? I'm about to do this. And for the most part, most people are pretty receptive to being friendly and open and helping. So it's nice to have pretty much nationwide a group of people that support each other because we all understand, you know, we're a lot of small craft breweries, right? There's some big players out there. But for the most part, we're going through the same struggles that the person across the street is or, the, or across the country is. So just kind of having that relatable experience and then being able to help out wherever you can whether it's like giving them, hey, I need 10 pounds of this grain. Yeah, man, no problem. Or like I said, sharing knowledge, sharing ingredients, sharing whatever it is. It's like 95% of the people you come across are open to doing that. And that's just something nice, you know, yeah. that you can find that. A lot of people in different oh, yeah. industries will be like, Competitive, you know, competitive and like, yeah. Yeah, the music industry is cutthroat, man. Right, right, like, right, right. It's like a lot of people, it's like, a, it's like everybody's just like, well, I can't believe they got that show. We should have got that show. Like, right. All that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. But like, I never knew about the brewing scene. So brewers are very elusive people. It's like, yeah, we usually like to stick to the back. Right? Yeah. Like, we don't want to be the face. We want to be, I just want to make Jonathan's it. You got Jonathan's I got Jonathan's that, pretty you know? face. I don't need my face there. Like, <laughs> let the sales guys or the GMs have the glory. I just want to make it. You know, make it and then watch people enjoy it. Yeah, they watch yeah. people and then secretly be in the back like Schmeagle. It's like, yes, it's my precious. Yeah, one of those paintings <laughs> with the eyes. <laughs> yeah, 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 just the ones with the eyes looking when you pass it. 
Now, do you guys use Epiphany hops? We do, uh, Epiphany malt. Epiphany, so Epiphany malt. is a malt, sir. yep. So Did you, you learn stuff from malt. Sebastian as well? Yeah, so Sebastian toured, the monster gave us a tour of his facility, and you definitely learn a lot more when you go through that, because Yeah, I reached out to him, brewers, hopefully we can do a tour as well. Yeah, yeah that'd be really cool. I don't see why you wouldn't be down for that, but um, yeah, you'd be surprised how much you can learn on that side as well. Like so many oh, brewers yeah. focus on the hops and the yeast and everything, and, Sometimes we don't have an understanding of where the malt comes from in the process, but. I think where people get thrown off with that is like, they think like malt beverages, right, like, bootleggers or whatnot. Right, right, right. So yeah, they're so like, yeah, right, you're right. gonna like put malt, malt in there. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, just the term for the product. But yeah, no, they, are, they do great stuff. He makes great malt and really enjoy using it. So that, that being pretty local, local for us. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Cause they're out of Durham? Yeah, out of Durham, so. Yeah. We heard that he taught a lot of people in Greensboro how to Yeah, I mean, brew. he used to be the brewer at Natty's so yeah. across the street here. So we did a collab with them probably a couple months ago now. We made it in a, we called it Purple Pyramids. It was a beer made with Egyptian purple barley or something. Excuse me, sir. Jonathan, you've been mentioned in this podcast many a time. Would you like to say a couple words about what you do here? I do a little bit of everything. I'm uh, one of the... Bartenders, um, the, have been the assistant brewer, and I'm currently taking over sales. So kind of got my hands in everything. So what is your favorite part about being at Little Brother? The fact that you have those opportunities to basically do everything that you want. It's a pretty rare. You, you run into a situation where you get to choose the path you want to follow. Is it different than when we worked at Bites and Pints together? It's a little different. <laughs> it's a little different. So one thing came up. Would you be interested in a ride-along interview one day? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll go out with you on deliveries one day. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. You could definitely do that. I just wanted to say thank you. We'll work you in. I appreciate it. Yeah. We'll work you in this episode, but you're getting your own set. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Before we dive into the second half of our chat with Mike, we wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsor for this week's episode. If you're in Fuquay, Verena, North Carolina and looking for the best beer selection in town, then look no further than Cellar 55. Their shelves and cooler are always stocked with an eclectic collection of beers, as well as a giant selection of wine and the knowledge to help you find your next favorite. Located at 1351 East Broad Street, pop in and tell Bill Chuck Mountain sent you. So I have a question for you. When it comes to collaborating with other breweries, tell us about the process. So normally it can be from going to the craft brewers conference and seeing someone and being like, hey, I've had your beer. I really like it. And like, oh, cool. I like your beer. Like, hey, you want to collab on something? Yeah, sure. Or sometimes, you you know, you'll do some research. And I know a brewery has a similar style, uh, like brew house or what we're going to get in the future be like hey i'm getting ready to work with that company to build a new brew house would it be cool if i collaborate with you to see what you like about the equipment what you don't like what how you process how you do things also you can like, test yeah. out like equipment yeah, before so you, you bring test it in it out yeah. because like i'm between getting the diverter panel or getting a hard pipe to you know what do i want to do and be like oh yeah no problem this is what ours is and then they'll help you out with like yeah this is what we like about it this is where you know if i could change something this is probably what i would change or yeah we love it or yeah don't go with them or you know whatever it is oh. so that or you could reach out regionally. I don't know if you're looking to expand into Raleigh, be like, hey, let's, you know, reach out to some folks in Raleigh and see if they'd be down. Maybe we can copacetically help each other. Like, hey, you all want to get in the triad market? I want to get out that way. Let's collab. That way we'll help you get in the market there. You'll yeah. help yeah, us help get in the market, the market here. here. Yeah, yeah. So. so with the home brewer spotlight, did you 
choose to keep that going? Was that like a conscious decision? Yeah. So, so I, that more so is people would be bringing beer <laughs> yeah. samples and then be like, hey, try this. If you like, you'd be like, yeah, you want to make this? Cool. Let's work out a date. Or someone will know someone like Jonathan will know someone or like collaborating with you all. You all need Jonathan. We just touch base and now we're making a beer together. So yeah. that's, you know, don't be a, don't be an unpleasant person. Yeah. Be someone, you know, yeah. that I can spend eight to 12 hours with making a beer or whatever, four to 12. And uh, yeah, that's cool. But um, just talking, you make relationships with people like every day. And yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, networking. You seem pretty cool. Can, <laughs> yeah. Networking. You go to the conferences, you network and you're like, want to make a beer together? Sure. Or he's friends with him and you're friends with her. And oh, well, why don't we make a beer? Or you had someone's beer at some place like, this beer is awesome. Let me shoot him an email and see if they do collaborations. We're in. You know what? They do. But they want to collab with us. Great. And do the breweries, so is it like, a, okay, we're going to split the cost of the like grain and everything? So there's different ways to work out that, but typically you collab and then you sell back to the other brewery at wholesale. So you help them out, like, okay. dependent, like different, I think there's different ways to do it, but I think that's pretty common practice. Okay. Yeah. No, Cause like we've been at breweries for years and we're like, we have no idea how yeah, this whole operation works. I hope I'm not giving away too much insider information. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Is everyone blacklist, little brother? Tell us a little bit about your brewing setup. So we're a pretty intimate setup back there. It gets tight, but we've got two eight barrel fermenters, four, two four barrel fermenters back there. Takes two turns on the mash and the kettle to fill the eight barrels, one on the four. And we have a you know HLT that helps feed it. I'll use the fermenters as a CLT when I need to knock out. So like transfer into the fermenters or I'll use city water to cool down the CLT, work. CLT, what is that? A cold mean? liquor tank, so... There's a hot liquor tank that helps you mash in or cook your grains to the temp you need it at. So between, I don't know, 148, 158, whatever temp you want to mash your grain is, kind of a recipe and style. And then you need to lower the temperature of the wort after you boil it. So you boil it, that's when you add your hops and anything else you might add in. And you have to transfer it through your heat exchanger and you have to get the temperature of the wort down to a temperature where it's safe for the yeast to be introduced. So if you were just to take it from the boiling kettle and add it to the fermenter at 190 it. degrees, it would scorch the yeast and it would kill them, right? That's pretty hot. So you need to cool it down. There are different styles of yeast have different temperature thresholds. So temperature ranges between 40 and 95, 100, depending on your style, like I said, profile. So you want to give them the best chance to yeah. be as healthy as possible and make delicious tasting beer for you. So you don't want to shack them or kill them. So basically you take it from being hot and then you like, like essentially a cooling tower. Yeah. So kind of like a radiator in a car. Yeah. So you, you know, you've got your work passing one way and you got your cold water passing the other way like with these chiller plates inside the heat exchanger. And then it cools down that word to the temperature you want to be at. So 68, 72, 95, like 45. Yeah, so I, I was doing ice cream over at Yum Yum's for a lot of the years. <laughs> Every <laughs> other time. got a tie in the Yum Yum. One of the guys that was married to like the lady in the family, he said that system would be perfect for making beer because basically you got a boiler that we use to put the mix in and make the mix from right. scratch. Then it went up and it went down a cooling tower yep. back into a holding tank. Yep. yep. So it's like the same kind of process. Yeah. It's an interesting thing to, yeah, to right. see that like hearing it back then and then now being like, actually the process is pretty similar. That's so funny. So if somebody wants to get into brewing, what would your biggest advice be? Go to your local homebrew store, chat with them, talk to that person, chat with them and pick their brain and then start on the stove, 
start on a small batch and then progress your way up and maybe go out to the garage on a burner and then maybe apply for a Sullivan job or an assistant brewer gig or, you know, or whatever. Or listen to this podcast. Or yeah. listen to this podcast and then you're, you know, <laughs> you got it. You're making it. Yeah. Stuff you didn't even want to yeah. like, you know. <laughs> but yeah, that'd be, that'd probably be my, look, we got to your local homebrew group, whoever that is in your area. Find out if there is one. There usually is, dependent on where you live, I guess. Go to a meeting, see what they talk about. Cool. Go from there. Awesome, man. We appreciate you sitting down and chatting with us. That's the sure. meat of everything. Yeah. And we can't wait to come and brew. Yeah, can't wait. Can't wait to have you all. And it's going to be a hazy pale ale, right? It's going to be a hazy pale, yep. Cool. Fool's cool. yeah. journey. <laughs> hazy pale ale, baby. <laughs> what kind of hops are we using? So I've got a couple new ones I kind of want to throw in there. I've got a malt like a grain profile, like want to adjust slightly, maybe introduce a little bit more Vienna malt than I have in a different style of beer. But yeah, I've got a couple of ideas I can throw out your way, but. So better be good. We've already saw oh, a yeah, lot yeah, of yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be delicious. It's just, it's just where's it going to, where are we going to fall on the spectrum of hazy yeah, pale ales? Has the name affected how you want the grain profile to be at all? Not, not at all. Once you all said you want to do a beer and you gave me the full discretion and we knew we were going to, Put these in cans. It's like, all right, we'll have an idea. It's either gonna be this or this. Cool. Hazy pale, hazy pale it is. It's falling in line with when we need a hazy pale, and it's gonna be great. So we're into it. Yeah, yeah sounds we're great. always into it. Anytime yeah. you ever need a beer, you yeah. have what it called. Check Mountain. It's awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. Are you all putting on like a code or anything to get to the album? Or yeah. we're doing yeah, a sweet. QR code out. Where's it's already on there? What's it taking us to? The link tree. Link tree? Yeah. I, but the I first think the link tree is just going to be that link. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. We had we did a beer before. We did a beer. Yeah. But it wasn't connected to an album. So it's good timing for right. it. Cool. It's going to be yeah. awesome. Glad it works out for all parties. Yeah. Uh, pretty awesome to do. Should have a good time. Absolutely. It was awesome that a brewer's spotlight led to the brewing main stage. We are truly grateful to have a chance to make a beer with not only a great guy, but a great brewer. We learned a tank full of beer is one man's form of pure happiness. It's awesome to know that the brewery world is such a pretty close-knit group, and collaborating is key when building relationships and gaining new insight into the beer world. If you haven't heard, we just dropped a new single today called Fool's Journey, the title track off of our new album coming out later this year. Also, stop by and grab a Fool's Journey Hazy Pale Ale at Little Brother Brewing while supplies last. If you're a fan of Little Brother Brewing, tag Bruise Rock Pod on Instagram with a picture of your favorite beer. Until next week. Whee!